right, we're back with another episode of the One Third Two Degrees podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. Casey, after seven long days and nights of straight rain, we have been blessed with the football Sunday. That was everything that could be expected. Yeah, well, the sun was out on a day in which I did not even want to pretend to go outside. So <laughs> I guess it was it was good for that. Yeah, it was uh, quite quite the rainy week, and we saw this big yellow thing in the sky. It was a little bit shocking this morning. I agree. Um, but we got we got through it. We stayed indoors. We stayed out of the rays <laughs> yes. of, the, of of the sun. And uh, watch I, at least here. I watched a lot of football, and it felt great. Yeah, it was great. Sunday's back. Football is back. Back to watching the early, <laughs> watching the games in the afternoon, falling asleep to one of them to get up for the fourth quarter. Um, <laughs> it just, it was just all too familiar, and it was, it was just great. It was grand. I love it. Football's back. Uh, that was, I think, the thing that stuck out to me uh, the most. Marlo is, it felt familiar. It felt. Like with all that's going on, right in in the world and whatnot, like I could just kind of retreat into my paying attention to football for a day, and it felt really great. Yes. So, I I guess I didn't realize how much I missed watching NFL. <laughs> yeah. I knew I knew I did right, but but I I guess I was unaware and how this has kind of come. Uh, kind of um, affected my family. Let's say my son to me <laughs> says, "This is this is totally like a, my four year old says this on you know thing on Twitter." But swear to God, Seb, he says, uh, "Dad, <laughs> I really wanted football to come back because I really <laughs> wanted you to watch football because I know you like football and I care about you." Oh wow! And I had never been happier. And I was like, and then I said, "Thank you." Now be quiet. Packers are playing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a true. That was a true moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shh, the game's back on show. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so, go ahead. Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I kind of woke up, and to be honest, like we were talking about last week, I wasn't all excited. But as soon as like kickoff happened and and football was was going on and this was happening, I was juiced again. And I remember what it felt like to have it back. Cause this is the first, I guess, no baseball and stars. This is the first league that actually started when it was supposed to. Um, yeah. And so it was, you know, that familiar feeling like we have a bunch of games kicking off at 11 and then they're going to finish up in a in a in a fury uh, around that three o'clock. And then the other games are going to kick off and there's just football day. And it just it just felt good and normal. Yeah. And I think I guess I'm with you in kind of it taking it by surprise. I think that was because both of us were just kind of holding off our excitement because uh, I guess to protect ourselves emotionally, which we talked about before, yeah. but like we weren't like, I, I guess like gunning for it, like before this week, just because I, I think we were both kind of like holding back and wanting to see it happen. And now that it is happening, uh, I think, I think we're both really excited. So let's talk about, I guess just football being back, watching the first game. We've done this kind of with every sport that's come back yep. uh, in the pandemic. What was it like for you? I guess watching sports, uh, or watching sports, watching the NFL, uh, I guess, in this, no fans. Um, how did how did you, uh, did you think it was different? Did it, did it affect how you watched it? Uh, what, what did you think? Yeah, I think football, especially NFL football, is really made for TV in, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get, you get the shots of the field, like when you're, 
when you have the shots of the field, like you just see the field, right? You don't kind of see the stands unless they do a replay, whether the fans are, the stands are in the background or, or shoot towards a fan. I was taken away on Thursday night. I didn't realize Kansas City was going to have fans. Um, yeah. So that was that was kind of, I was kind of taken away by that, and it just kind of looked. And like when they had that, I think they said it was twenty percent. So I think they had fifteen thousand. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. And it just looks sad. <laughs> you know, it's just like yeah. It just it just looks like a, you know the game or a preseason game game three in the fourth quarter where no one's really there. Um, it's not really contributing anything to the game. So as far as watching on TV, like it felt fine. I, I know the I, I hadn't seen any other game, and I know what the the Bears game in, in Detroit they were doing CGI fans. Oh, uh, um, in the crowd, and that was kind of weird because it was like it, it looked like the fans would look in uh, like Madden like you're playing Madden right yeah like it's got him CGI into in those stands but they only had it for like one certain camera angle so it was when you get like the overhead view you'd see like these CGI fans but then any other things you just got empty stands so it was kind of weird but they should do it like in the old Madden games where it was just like all like one fan action where they're like yeah. just like raising their hands at one time in just <laughs> unison i think that would be great it's like Madden 95 graphics in in, <laughs> in the stands would be fantastic i didn't i didn't see that they didn't do that in the packers game and i haven't seen that in any other of the games that i've uh, tuned into today so that's interesting that they tried to do that for the Lions. Maybe they'll do that going forward for the Lions because they, you know, have some attendance <laughs> issues. I, I do agree, kind of the made-for-TV aspect, The it, it just seems like the cameras are pointed more at the field and you don't really see the fan, the stands unless it's a broader view. Yeah, And you're right, thinking about the Thursday game, I felt like they showed the stands more because there were fans when they didn't need to. Right, And, like, in the Vikings... Packers game, um, which was the one I watched the most. I don't. I don't remember even seeing a shot of or the stands in the background at all. Like it just didn't. I, I think they were conscious to not do that. So yeah. I think they would be you know better served even if there are some fans because obviously we're not getting full stadiums, right? Yeah. Um, to to kind of keep those shots because it does look does look sad when they do it. The thing I liked the most, Marla, was the audio, mm-hmm. um, and this was I I think more striking than the visual aspect for me. Uh, the Packers were up in Minnesota. So normally you're thinking like this hostile environment. And I was thinking this also during the, the Saints game, like yep. how you're still hearing, you know, the calls of the line of scrimmage. You're still hearing kind of the chatter of the game. And that was at one point interesting, but that was kind of more uh, alarming to me. Not alarming, but it was uh, it was more off-putting, I guess, because I was, I'm was i used to that crowd. Noise. I'm used to the chatter uh, or not being able to hear the chatter, but being able to hear the crowd. Uh, but we were hearing a lot of noise and a lot of uh, words that we probably shouldn't be hearing on, <laughs> <laughs> on TV. So that was great as well. So that was, I think, the most different thing for me was the audio more so than the, the visual aspect of the game. <laughs> yeah, and I think I didn't get to see, um, I didn't get to see much Packers wagons. Did the Vikings use the horn still? I didn't hear it, at least, if they did. Um, okay. I would say that the broadcast at the beginning sounded, and maybe it was because my energy level was down, but it sounded really boring. Yeah. Like without the fans, it was just the announcers and they didn't have the energy yet. And I think they did later as the game went on, but it was just kind of like, I felt like the beginning of the game was a kind of a struggle because their energy wasn't there and there's no crowd noise to bring the energy. So it was a little bit. You know, low energy. I thought at the beginning. Yeah, they kind of had to find it. Uh, I, I felt that way for some of the announcers on some of the games in the beginning. They kind of had to find that energy. Even, even season vets like Chris and Al 
um, yeah. <laughs> for this LA game in the beginning. They seemed kind of down and had a really like uh, on on touchdown plays. It's like oh, it's a touchdown. Um, so yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I think the you know I think I talked about this before, but sound engineers are having a moment right now. Oh yeah, um, they're just loving it. <laughs> they're finally getting getting able to um, be recognized for their for their skills, but. I'm curious to see if that will change, uh, kind of how like the NBA did, a little bit as as things went on. Uh, on the on the audio aspect and even the visual aspect, but the audio more, more so. What kind of anything they'll add or take away from that? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm honestly trying to think. Of the, I I guess I was I didn't have the sound up too much during my game. I was kind of yeah. you know half what. <laughs> half watching that is probably giving not the correct ratio to how much attention I was paying to the family versus the game, but let's say half. Yep. Uh, so, so the audio was down a little bit. So I, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed in myself cause I definitely was going to call that out. Uh, I called it out last week that they were going to do that. Yeah. Um, but, but any, anyway, uh, yeah, having a moment, um, we'll keep our ears out. Cause again, that's been the most interesting thing, but let's talk about our teams tomorrow. Let's talk about your miracle bears, um and the great comeback that occurred today in Detroit, fourth quarter, Mitch. That's what they're <laughs> calling him now. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. What a game! What a what a fourth quarter. Um, I mean, all, truth be told, this was a typical Detroit Lions Week One football game. <laughs> yeah. All right. Big lead. Find a way to lose it, and still like, not only find a way to lose it, but find a way to not win it in, in the last yeah. in the last seconds because clearly should not have won that game um but i mean it, i had in the rest of the online universe had already put mitchell Trubisky to bed in the yeah. third quarter it was done it was over and then he came out and started slinging around i don't know what it is i don't know where he finds these moments where he is he looks like a competent quarterback but when he does it was great and I mean, the defense came up, came up with a big pick in the uh, in the fourth quarter to get the ball back uh, to be able to get that go ahead touchdown. Uh, so credit to that. But I mean, I don't know. He just loves playing. He loves playing Detroit, and he just but he just yeah. time he just waits for the fourth quarter to actually start playing. Yeah, it is weird. You mentioned he has these moments, and it does seem like it's these. It is in the fourth quarter where he's just kind of like, oh yeah, I just got to like play football and like I'm fine. It's it's really strange and. I think this is what I, I don't want to say is scary about Mitch because let's, I'm not sitting over here like shaking in my boots necessarily, but like he, if he could ever just be this guy and I guess that's got to be the frustrating thing for Bears fans, right? Yeah. Cause you see moments like this where it's just like, he's not overthinking it. He's just going out there. He's making his reads and he's executing the passes. And then you'll watch any second quarter of any game ever and he just <laughs> sails one on somebody and you're like how is this the same player it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense and it, it, as you mentioned it was just such a lions just a devastating loss giving up that lead and then swift already has the lion stink on him the rookie out of georgia <laughs> dropping the winning <laughs> touchdown just had to catch it and fall over and yep. uh, looked upfield when there was no upfield to look at, uh, <laughs> and, and dropped it. It was it was such. I, I texted a, a friend of mine in Michigan. She said, "So lions," and he said, "Just was like so lions." That's all you can say. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Uh, just you know, a win's a win in the NFL. Going yep. one or no, you. I don't know. I it, yeah. It, again, it's just it all comes back to Mitch. You know, what are we gonna get? 
Uh, and then, essentially, when is it going to make Nick? Nick <laughs> how long is it going to keep Nick Foles on the sideline? Yeah, I was watching this game uh, or following along. I guess it was at the same time as Packers, but I was like, when the Lions were up big, I was like, oh no, you know, the Lion, Lions are they are they for real? You know, are are yeah. they back? So then I was like, oh god, I don't want the Lions to win. And then the Bears came back and and took the lead. And I was like, of course I don't want the Bears to win. It was one of those like whoever yeah. was winning, I wanted to lose. Um, <laughs> Until the end, and because I I wanted uh, the Lions to score at the end, and I'm sure if they had scored, I would have been like, damn it, I wish the Bears had won that one. So it was it was very tough uh, as a Packer fan to kind of follow along, just trying to figure out who you want who you want to win in that. Um, but your your Bears did, so congratulations, yep. Marlon. Yeah, um, Cephas looked okay, looked pretty good for the Detroit. Yeah, just a side note. Yeah, he got targeted a bunch. He almost or he or. Um, Matthew sailed one on him that he, that would have been a, another winning touchdown, but oh, really? I'm glad that wasn't the case. That would have broke my heart. Yeah, I definitely did a lot of. Um, I guess I didn't in the Lions game uh, for Cephas. It looks like he had three receptions for 43 yards with a uh, 10 targets. Wow. Yeah. Led the team in targets. Only three catches though. Interesting. Um, I was kind of keeping a close eye on the Colts game because I was seeing what Jonathan Taylor did. And I was surprised he didn't get much action until Mac went out. So that was, I guess, disappointing. And then Mac got hurt. So you don't want him to play under those, necessarily under those circumstances. But I was definitely stat hunting for uh, for Taylor. And I forgot, I guess I forgot a little bit about Steve. I guess I didn't expect him to play. Yeah. At least not to get 10 targets. So, uh, all right, good. All right, I'll talk a little bit about Packers, Marlon. What a game. In Minnesota, it was crazy. Packers win forty-three to thirty-four. Um, the Packers, I guess, the offense looked really good, and the defense looked. I guess it depends on how you look at it, right? Because if you look at um, ending score, right, they get the defense gave up thirty-four points, but really, uh, they gave up essentially three prevent defense touchdowns, which I guess still yeah. count, right? But it didn't. Yeah. They didn't feel like scoring in the sense that uh, of when the game was contested and that was mainly because the Packers offense uh, was essentially unstoppable uh, they had a turnover on downs on the goal line so that was their first non-scoring drive and then they had a punt and other than that they scored and then I guess end of game they scored on every possession that they had the second half was just a score fest uh, it started out punt punt downs for uh, the Vikings in the next one, two, three, four, five, six drives, three for each team, were touchdowns. It was Jeez. just a lot of offense. A lot of offense up there in Minnesota. Defense um, Defense was very optional, especially in the second half. My goodness. Um, Aaron Rodgers finishes with four touchdowns. He looked great, and I, I'm already tired of the Aaron Rodgers heard the doubters. Aaron Rodgers you know, went out in... Uh, uh, Tony Gonzalez was on this. Uh, I think every time he talked, he was talking about Aaron Rodgers, the new Aaron Rodgers, the new mentality. You know, he's doing yoga now and all this. And I was just like, oh, God, I'm a fan of his. And this is unbearable. I can only imagine how it is for non uh, Aaron Rodgers fans. But uh, Aaron Rodgers looked great today. He controlled the game today. Uh, I think his uh, numbers could have looked even better uh, if it was, if he needed to. Uh, Devontae Adams was a monster. Uh, basically, Anytime the Packers needed to get a play, um, they could. Anytime they needed to go to Devontae Adams, they could. Um, I'm surprised at how easy it was for the Packers' offense. Um, I'm excited for the national coverage to 
talk about how this was the least impressive 43 point offense because that's the new thing is everything the Packers do is the least impressive thing that uh, a team of that stat or record has done so that's fun um but so Minnesota let go of Trey Wayans right and uh who's their other quarterback Rhodes um yeah they have a whole new secondary and they're young and they looked very poor their whole game plan was to play too deep and make the Packers throw underneath and the Packers are more than happy to do that and just did it successfully and just ate up chunks of yards at a time. Um, Minnesota has been built as I got, so I'm coming out of this and this is why I'm going to this a little bit more. I'm Packers look good, right? Fine. But I'm concerned about Minnesota more than I am impressed by the Packers. If that makes sense. Um, because Minnesota is a team that has Kirk Cousins as quarterback who I think almost had as many rushing yards in the first half as the first half as he had passing. Um, and they're a team predicated on running the football and playing good defense. If they can't play good defense and they have to rely on Kirk cousins, I don't know how good this team is going to be. So yeah. that's, that was my, that was my bigger takeaway. It was Minnesota, worrying about Minnesota more so than thinking like green Bay's all that. Yeah. A couple, um, a couple things there. I, I heard a lot of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, being good was given to getting rid of pa- uh, Danica. I uh, heard, heard a lot of that talk. Yeah, well, oh, maybe, maybe. maybe. Okay, uh, maybe they still they, live together in the house that they bought. But they do. Oh, no, man. I have no idea. I am. I am. <laughs> I don't even know who really bought the house, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but also, yeah, they just like, cohabitate now. They're just friends. They're, they're just friends. We're just friends. It's cool. We just do yoga together. <laughs> And crystal. It's like in college when you when like you sign a lease with your girlfriend. Yeah. And then you break up. It's like, ah oh, crap, we're two months <laughs> into the school year. <laughs> Guess we just gotta live you together now. We break up at the end of September. Shoot. Oh man. Sounded so sounded so great last summer when we planned this. <laughs> However long you had to sign leases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Vikings having to having to hold out um <laughs> <laughs> hold their hat on Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Always the story. Probably not going to work out. Uh, this, especially this game. Um, obviously, what we were talking about with defense was optional. I was. I'm not sure if that's a a product of offenses being ahead of the defense or defenses not being there. But I, either or, I'm. Su- I was surprised with this game and then in general of how like well overall the NFL football has looked given that there weren't any preseason games I know and there weren't I mean people did I mean, the teams didn't even get to like do the squatted scrimmages against the other teams at all either yeah so I thought that uh, overall it it looked aesthetically pleasing yeah well let's go let's go into that this is this is I think was my kind of big takeaway from the week was that uh, there were a lot of points and the good offenses are I guess more importantly the good quarterbacks looked good uh, started out uh, with Patrick Mahomes on Thursday night. Lamar Jackson looked great. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Mitchell Trubisky in the fourth quarter. Um, the good quarterbacks look good. The offense looked ahead of the defense, which, as you pointed out, is surprising because we usually we kind of think of the offense being the one that needs the practice, needs to get their timings down and things. And for whatever reason, this that didn't seem to be the case kind of throughout throughout the games today, at least for, for the good quarterback. So 
I guess to kind of answer your question and, and, and kind of half answer it, but throw it back at you, Marlo. Um, is it just that the maybe it's just that the good quarterbacks are ahead because they're, uh, I guess, more talented or or they have kind of a leg up on on defenses. Yeah, I, um, could, could that could that be it that it's it, it's a it's a quarterback level because there were some bad performances out there, right? There were. Uh, uh, there weren't like. Uh, the good performances seem to come from good quarterbacks. I guess I don't know. Derek Carr had a pretty good day, but so maybe that throws it off. But um, maybe it's just that the the good quarterbacks kind of shown in their ability to to excel without all the timing, all the reps, that sort of thing. Yeah, good quarterbacks be good quarterbacks. I mean, for the most part, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers the last couple of years hasn't played in a preseason game. Am I correct in saying that? I know last year he didn't, but was yeah. maybe the year four. No, yeah. He, yeah, he's not much for preseason games. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's really nothing new, you know. Basically, getting their what are they getting their their mental reps in, uh, going out and and just showing out when when the lights come on. Um, I think that was good for like for, for you know like you said it was good performance by good quarterbacks in week one. That's always good to see quarterback driven league. And I don't know. I, can't, I I love the I love the week one. Let's start reacting to things. Uh, because yeah. it's football and it's great and we can do that. So MVP race is already on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, MVP is already on. And who is Lamar Jackson? No one knows about him because he's not a good quarterback anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. if I, My answer is I don't know, Casey. Um, but okay. I'm, I'm, looking, great. I'm looking forward to breaking it down the rest of the season. All right, before we go on, I had two uh, comments I wanted to make about the Packers. All right, yes. first of all, uh, the Vikings injured another Packer today. One of our offensive linemen got hurt. So mm-hmm. they have another um, – it gives them another chance to to have a, a highlight that they can put on their program next year. Mm-hmm. So highlight of the season already, Vikings player injuring the Packers. That was obviously in response to how when Barr injured Aaron Rodgers, that was one of their best Vikings moments of the decade. So congratulations, Vikings. Um <laughs> graphic of the day, Marlo. Uh, mm-hmm. New new segment. Uh, oh. Graphic of the day. Um, consecutive seasons. Packers quarterback. Bart Starr, 16. Brett Favre, 16. Aaron Rodgers, 16. I oh. just I just had to pause it and just stare at that and just appreciate. Um, Has he really been there that long? 16. This is his 16th season. So. Wow. So that was uh, a fantastic graphic, and I felt... Great. Just is it 16 seasons with to. the Packers, but not, not 16 seasons starting, right? I don't know. The graphic said 16, Marlo. I didn't look into it. I trust whatever the graphic is given to me. Um, although, I still can't get over when they were doing during the Bucks Heat game, uh, and they were talking about how good Pat Riley is at drafting people, and then they gave him credit for like Jimmy Butler and uh, <laughs> <laughs> like and uh, Dragic. It's like these he didn't draft them. He doesn't. He doesn't get credit for them being low draft pick. Anyway, all right. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. Um, that's the last two Packer things, Marlo. All right. Let's yeah. talk about. Um, I guess we saw a couple upsets. So let's go to the negative first. We talked about good. Let's talk about a little bad. Yeah. We saw some upsets today. Surprises uh, out there. 49ers losing to the Cardinals. Colts losing to the Jaguars. Eagles losing to the Washington Football Team. Yeah. Those are some bad losses, Marlo. Who should worry the most? Who should worry the most? I think the Eagles should worry the most. Mm. Um, I, you know, the Eagle. I, it, it's always supposed to be Carson Wentz year, right? Yep. 
And again, this is supposed to be Carswitz year. And I don't know. I mean, Washington was not very good last year. Obviously, he's got a new coach in there. Uh, he had another another year. Uh, Haskins got another year under his belt. So, you know, it's a second year QB, so it's a rookie QB. But still, I don't know. I don't think the, I don't think Washington is supposed to be that good. Right. And you know, it's one game, but the Eagles again is supposed to be uh, a playoff caliber team, and they just came out and didn't do anything. <laughs> After they scored the first points against Washington, yeah, no, I I, I agree that that is. I think that was the worst loss. Yeah. Uh, there is no way uh, Washington should win this game, especially. I think they're up seventeen to zero, something like that, seventeen to three. It was it was very lopsided. Then Washington scored twenty something unanswered points. Yeah. Uh, that just can't happen. Um, so I, I think that is the biggest loss, but the team I was most surprised by despite that, I mean, I was surprised by that, but the team that I think has to worry is the Colts, uh, because they lost to a Jacksonville team who all, I guess, media type are saying, isn't even trying to win, but it's football. <laughs> so you're, you, you know, you're trying to win. It doesn't yeah. work like that, but, um, I'm worried about the Colts. They bring in Phillip rivers. Um, and they're supposed to be a team that's going to compete in the AFC and to lose to Jacksonville to have Phillip Rivers look not great and to not really have anything else around him to kind of ease his not looking greatness <laughs> is uh, I, I think was was very concerning even even though it was you know on the road to, to Jacksonville uh, I think that's when you got to win I'm worried because I thought the Colts were going to be good. Um, I think the Eagles can still recover and come back. I don't know that the Colts, not that the season's over for the Colts over. or anything, but but I'm, I think they are the ones who should worry the most. Four Niners, I think, will be fine. They lost to a good, good Cardinals team, up and coming. Let's up talk about coming. it. Up and coming teams. Here yeah. we go. Arizona beat the Four uh, Niners. We talked about Bills beat the Jets. Not that the Jets are you know a, a favored team or a good team for that matter, but Bills are favored or at least close to being favored to win the AFC East. Are they favored? Whatever. I mean, the Patriots are, are favored to win the AFC East. And I guess I threw in the Raiders here, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so those were three kind of teams. I think I, I kind of circled as, you know, got a good win in week one. Can they keep it up? So which of those teams, Marlon, do you think has the best chance of keeping it up or best chance to, you know, I guess, turn this early week one win into a real playoff run? Uh, I mean, I hate to say this, but I got to think the Bills. Uh, they have. Why do you hate to say it? The Bills are fun. The, the Bills The Bills are fun. Bill Mafia is fun. Josh Allen has big hands. Uh, but it's just, it's. This is I mean, just, this is just, a, just if Josh Allen does, if Josh Allen does well, Mitch Trubisky looks even worse. That's just, it's more, <laughs> it's more of what this is. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but the, it's also saying I'm give, it's also saying I'm giving up on the Patriots, right? And I feel like that will yes. come, that will come bite me in the you know that will come punch me in the mouth. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. you know, but like it, there is a window. Tom Brady's gone. I mean, yep. not that Cam Newton's a slouch of a quarterback. If he can, if he can, you know, come back and be the somewhat of the quarterback he was before. But you know, this is is it third year or fourth year for Joshy. But either way, this is like as any any quarterback, young quarterback is kind of that make or break season. Yep, and came out had a had a good game today. Um, they've been working on they put some weapons around and they've built that defense up as well. So, yeah, I think it's it's kind of it's like if the Bills it's one of those things if the Bills can't do it now, they're just never going to be able to. 
interesting. Yeah, hard, I, I, but. yeah, no, you know, <laughs> well, I think, I think you're right in that they have a chance, and I think that's kind of why I think that they're the they have the best chance to keep it up and make a playoff run, uh, basically because they're. I guess piggybacking off of the idea that they beat the Jets today, they're in a relatively weak division, right? The Patriots aren't what the Patriots were, which you just talked about. The Jets apparently just aren't going to get it together. Again, I'm basing this off one game where they played the Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another team in there, Miami, uh, who, pff, I don't know, they didn't look very inspiring against um, against the Patriots today. So I think they have the best chance just because their division is the weakest. Arizona still in that tough division. They beat San Francisco, it's a good win, but they still have Seattle in that division. They still have the Rams, who are, as we talk, up 20 to 17. By the way, their uniforms are terrible. The, oh, Rams, the Rams uniforms. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, yeah, I know they're... we talked about it when it came out, but man, did, ugh, they're, they're terrible. All right. And um, Las Vegas, I mean, I just, I just can't get too excited about a Derek Carr-led team. No. <laughs> overall. And... I think that the AFC West is going to be pretty good. Uh, the The Chargers got a win today, but it was over uh, Cincinnati, so I don't want to put too much weight into that. But you got Mahomes in that division, uh, so I guess you're kind of looking at it and going, "Okay, are we better than the Broncos? <laughs> maybe. Maybe this is Las Vegas and Denver. We obviously we won't see Denver tonight. We're seeing them tomorrow, uh, and we'll see what uh, Drew Lock, Drew Lock, right? Is that his name? Uh, can bring to the table. So I'm going to put. Vegas in second, just because it's still, I'm still, mainly I think I'm just practicing saying Las Vegas instead of Oakland is why I want to talk about them. And, uh, but the Bills, I think, have the best chance to keep it up, best chance to win that division out of these teams. But a bright spot, I think, for each of those teams um, there. All right. Uh, I guess the other big storyline I saw Marlo, out there, Marlo, Cam and Tom, they're going to be linked together. Uh, so we'll link them together as we talk here. Cam Newton uh, obviously started for the Patriots today. Uh, I don't think he had a throwing touchdown, but he had two rushing touchdowns. Tom Brady had a rough go of it against New Orleans. Um, Barla, what do you, I guess, make of the, I guess, how do you want to talk about this? Cam, Tom, we're going to talk about him, I think, in tandem all year. What did you make out of their first games with their new respective teams? What is it about the Bucks jerseys that make quarterbacks throw pick sixes? It was, um, that was just weird. That was weird to see Tom, Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady throw that. But I think it's uh, going back to the reps thing. You know, obviously he comes from a situation where he was very, he knew it very well, um, his teammates around him. But I, I believe at this, uh, the Bucks, he has better weapons than he's had in quite a while around him. I know Mike Evans kind of had a hamstring today. Uh, but was oh, was he? Today. I was, I was going to say, because he, he caught his first pass late in the game. It was a touchdown. Yeah. But he was a non-factor and I was wondering if it, so he was hurt. You're saying, yeah, he was a game time decision with the hamstring. Gotcha. 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 Um, obviously decided to play. And like I said, only had that one reception that was a touchdown towards the end, end of the game. Um, but I mean, they're, and they were playing a good saints team, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's take that. And then the cam Newton, it looks like Josh McDaniels is actually like a good, coordinator or offensive coordinator and yeah. take his what he <laughs> take someone's strength and use that uh to build around as opposed to attack, making someone play to your strengths right um yep. so the, yeah the, the offense looked different in in new England today with cam at the helm um that will be interesting to see how that evolves uh, throughout the throughout the season but i think overall mm-hmm. tom brady is in the better situation and obviously, I think he can do more. He can do more with less as it is, and I, I just feel like he has more around him than he's had before. 
Yeah. No, for sure. I think, uh, I mean, not that we didn't think Josh McDaniels is a good coordinator, but I think that he's good, like like you said, at putting players in the best position to win. I think that's a Bill Belichick thing. Um, mm-hmm. Not that he's the only one who does that, right? But he, yeah. Bill Belichick is very good at adjusting his schemes, adjusting his uh, offense or defense to whatever the other team's weakness is. And in this case, McDaniels is adjusting his offense for Cam Newton's strengths. It'll be interesting to see it how that goes going forward. They played a Miami team who I'm uncertain how good they are. Um, obviously, they're starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I guess we, you know, you usually think when he comes in, there's a little bit of Fitz magic that didn't happen. Uh, Tom, I'm a little bit worried about. It is, you mentioned that the Bucks uniform makes people turnovers. When he threw that pick six, I was just like, this is Jameis Winston. I mean, <laughs> what in the world is going on here? Um but it it was an instance in which Tom had to. I'm talking to him like I'm an announcer. Yeah, yeah. I just refer to him Tom, where where he Tom. was chasing. He was chasing the game. He made a throw. He 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 probably shouldn't. You know, seven years ago, that probably has a little more zip on it. Probably doesn't get intercepted. But he's you know doesn't have that zip anymore. He made some nice throws, some nice reads. I'm giving him the leeway to say he can improve with this team. And it will take some time for the team to kind of get on, not on the same page with him, but like I almost feel like he's got to like culturally shape this team to be his team, right? He's got to get them to do the the run the routes in which you know Edelman, the way Edelman would, and those sorts of things. And I don't know, this might sound stupid, but I think. Because again, this might be more football thing than I'm, you know, I'm out of my depths in. But like, I feel like he needs to get on the same page with them and get them to work and do the little things like he does. Yeah, and that's where we're going to see the success. And a, ga- a, a week one game in a silent, uh, albeit um, Saints Stadium, uh, is a tough, a tough week one. The Saints are a good team, like you said. Um, I'm not going to put too much stock in it, but they they need to be better. Uh, and the little things, and it's those little things that hurt him last year, right? It's the little things. Jameis Winston, obviously, with the big turnovers, but like Tampa has never done the little things well. And I think, I, I guess, I, for whatever reason, I'm believing that Tom Brady will get that out of out of them eventually. So, um, I was a little bit more bullish on the Buccaneers going into this game. I'm less bullish now. Probably just a wild card. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting though, it was fun. It was fun to see Tom Brady in a different uniform. It was yeah. fun to see a different quarterback in New England. Just that that change, it just it, it made it something you needed to see. So that was I thought that was really interesting. Any other storylines you saw out there, Marlo? In in week one, um, that you want to talk about? No, I, Burroughs had an okay uh, debut. Almost won the game, but his kicker failed him. And yeah. Yeah, he, he gave himself a D, graded himself a D, so he's a tough grader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, n- uh, nothing else that really pops out. Yeah. Okay. Um, we got, we're got we watching Dallas. Los Angeles, uh, as we talked about, it's 2017. They just made a really bad call of a fumble that yeah. clearly he didn't he didn't catch this, right? They're going to no. overturn. Yeah, that's not, that's not complete. Yeah. All right. But it's the NFL, so who knows what the hell it catches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, let's look ahead to next week, Marlon. Next week, Packers got the find a way to lose the game, Detroit Lions, uh, next week um, in in Green Bay. Um, 
making a tailgate. I don't know what to. I get a tailgate. I don't think they watch you anymore. <laughs> Maybe they'll go in the backyard. Tailgate. In the backyard. <laughs> um, I I f- I feel like I want to be really confident, Marlo, because uh, of how well the Packers look today against what I think is a better team than the Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, but I at the same time don't want to get too ahead of myself. Um, the Lions always give the Packers problems. It feels like, I don't know how true that is, but that's how it feels. And, uh, and then in the back of my head, I'm like, Lions just find ways to lose games. I don't know. I feel a little confident, Marlo. It's sh- if the Packers are going to be a playoff team and a team that wins the division, they should win this game. That's fair. So th- that's how I'm going to approach it. Uh, which means I have expectations, which means I can only get disappointed. So that's great. Uh, next week, Marlo, your Bears are hosting the Giants, is it? I believe so. The New York football Giants. And, yeah, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know. I, mean, I haven't seen – we haven't seen the Giants play yet. Yeah, they uh, play so, Pittsburgh tomorrow. Yeah, they play Monday night. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'll go into it. Mid, uh, we'll have Mitch. He'll be he'll, – <laughs> Good news is he'll be at home with no fans, right? So no, there you go. no one can boo him and get in his head. So maybe he'll actually will the TVs it. be on? <laughs> I know he has a problem with that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the TVs are on in in Hallis Hall, but um, yeah, I think it's another. It's, this will be this will be the ongoing thing all year. But it's another opportunity of Mitch to go out there and show that he belongs. Um, yeah. And so I don't. We don't have a grade on the Giants yet. But if judging from last year, this should be a game that we that the Bears are in, if not winning this game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have too high expectations of the Giants. So I agree that it. it sh- this is one you kind of go in and go. You circle as a win. Yeah. Uh, going in. So all right. Let's. Anything else on the schedule? Jump out. We got a Thursday night game. Uh, the Cincinnati Burrows against the Cleveland Browns. They looked bad today. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> against Cleveland on Thursday. I'm just going to highlight uh, the then the, the Sunday night game is uh, New England and Seattle. That's a pretty good one. And then New Orleans, Las Vegas on Monday. Anything else uh, jump out or that you want to want to point out that you, you are interested in seeing next week? No, nothing of yeah, nothing of, of real good note. Get the Chiefs and Chargers. I mean, it's always good to see Mahomes. Um, yeah, that's it. That's not the, no really good matchups. Yeah, the the best one I see out there uh, outside of the primetime ones is Baltimore Houston. That could be good. Yeah. Um, although if Houston's just not good, right. <laughs> that might well, that might that might not be good. Houston's just doing their thing, or they lose the first four games and they go on some stupid like ten game win streak. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and they somehow end up ten and six, and you're like, I thought they were bad. They they <laughs> started one and four. What happened here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean that's a tough start, right? You you face the last two MVPs in your first two games. That's a very that's tough a very start tough for Houston. Start. Yeah. Um. They, I don't know how bad do you. My memory is they looked really bad in the Thursday night game. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being too harsh on them. No, but I, not. they weren't able to move the ball. Um, it was thirty four twenty, and it didn't it didn't feel that close. No, yeah, they weren't able to move the ball until the game was out of hand, uh, which is, I mean, Kansas City defense is, I mean, they're they're good. They're not. I wouldn't call yeah. them elite, you know. Yeah. And you're supposed to have an elite quarterback, um, so it's it's kind of scary. But hopefully they'll, fi- yeah. they'll figure it out. Yeah, 
Well, that's that's a, I, I'm hoping that will be an interesting one because honestly, that's the only good afternoon game. Uh, the one that I, I guess the other one out there, Denver, Pittsburgh, we don't know anything about yet. And after tomorrow night, maybe that will look interesting. But right now it doesn't. <laughs> right now, it doesn't <laughs> At the me. moment, it does not. But maybe tomorrow after, uh, if both those teams win or or look good, um, maybe that will be interesting. But yeah. it'll be interesting if Las Vegas is, is actually good. <laughs> I feel like they have 15 wide receivers on that team that I know. Is, is, which is weird. Um, all right, that's the NFL Marlowe. Um, Want to stay on football? Talk a little NCAA football? Yeah, why not? Let's talk NCAA football. It's still sucks. All right. It happened on Saturday. Yeah. It was on my computer. I, I don't think it ever made it to the TV. Ooh. It was on my computer. Um, kind of sucked. <laughs> kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucked. Uh, I think some of the funny or the takeaways was Iowa State, who were celebrating that they were ranked to begin the season, just goes out and loses to Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Raging Cajuns, yeah. Raging Cajuns. Not just lose, 31 to 14 lose. Um, It's bad. It was not good. And then, what was the other one? Oh, this is top 12. Uh, It was TCU. No, not TCU. Uh, K-State. K-State losing to... Who did they lose to? It was funny. Uh... It was it was, it was the big noon game. Come on now. Case to Arizona State. <laughs> Losing to Arizona State uh, with the late game touchdown by Arizona State. Arkansas State. Arkansas State. Arkansas State. Yeah, Arizona State. Arkansas State. Excuse me. Yeah. Arkansas State. You're correct. Um, yeah, and then that was it. I mean. That was that, the big noon game? That was the big noon game. <laughs> the big Holy noon game. cripes. Right, and that's how I knew we were in trouble. Because then the, <laughs> the prime time game was like Clemson Wake Forest when you know Clemson's is going to stomp Wake Forest. Yeah. Um, so and that looked really sad when they ran out on the field and they're in their all black uniforms and this, you just see that it's just empty and yeah. I knew it was going to empty but like I saw that and I was just like, oh they don't see the shit. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. It was it was bad. Yeah, I was I I talked myself into North Carolina Syracuse being a game. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this is that's what I watched. That was my big noon game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to watch this game, uh, and it will be at least close. I, I didn't uh, – that's all I was aiming for is I want to watch a game that's competitive, and it was not competitive. And then I switched over to the Iowa State-Louisiana game and just kind of chuckled as that went poorly for Iowa State. Um, but that's where I think my weekend kind of went off, it, it, or my, my Saturday at least. It was just like, okay, North Carolina Syracuse, that should be – an interesting game, and it wasn't. North Carolina just waxed them. They ended up winning thirty-one to six. Yeah, uh, Syracuse quarterback is on like the all a uh, AP All American watch list or something. He looked Devito. He looked <laughs> awful. Um, so that was I didn't understand that. Um, I went to watch the Florida State game. That was ga- that was delayed. They ended up losing to Georgia Tech. Yeah. 16 to thirteen. So I'm glad I didn't end up watching that because of the delay. It just was like. I don't know the mat. I think it was just the matchups, the upsets. It didn't even feel great to me. Yeah. Like normally, like Louisiana beats Ohio State. I'm like, heck yeah. I just didn't. I just didn't feel that way. I just something was missing, and it was Big Ten football. Yeah. <laughs> it was yes, the Big Ten teams. The Big Ten football. It was Wisconsin. You know what else uh, was missing? The Pac-12 football. There was no Pac-12 out the dark. Got to that got to like, and I still I did watch some of these junk games late because I was like, all right, football's on. So I'm getting I'm getting a little bit more into yeah. it the habit of just watching it 
But yeah, I got to the late night, you know, after the, the late one kicked our uh, watching Clemson's third string quarterback, who's going to be an NFL, who's going to be NFLer, um, <laughs> getting mad about that. I'm like, all right, what's next? Oh yeah, why is there no later game? There's no Pac-12 after yeah. dark. And I was like, dang it, yeah, it's over. Yeah, Hawaii should at least play just to make us feel better yeah. and and have that have that late late game. Uh, yeah, because what, what late was Oklahoma and Clemson just beating up on people. Yeah. <sighs> I guess you said when you said yeah, we also missed Pac-12. I kind of rolled my eyes, and then you, you mentioned Pac-12 after dark, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's fair. I did, <laughs> I did, I did miss that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, and I think that's what it, that. Now that I'm thinking about, it, now that we're talking about, it, I think that's what it was, Marlo. Is as I was watching NCAA football, I was re, I was at the same time realizing what I was missing. Right, I could mm-hmm. feel that I was missing something. I could no, I noticed that I was missing something. And therefore, made me enjoy it less. Whereas in the NFL today, I wasn't missing anything. It was all there, so I could be all in on it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm glad I figured that out. Something was something there was bothering go. me, and why I didn't enjoy it. But uh, hey, you know what, Marlo? Next week we look ahead. Yeah. Oh, we got stuff hate next to, week. Hate to break it to you, it's not much better. Oh. <laughs> Yucks. <laughs> it's you got not, me. It's not much better, but but we have two ranked teams playing. Ooh. We have it's the ABC game, six thirty. My the U Miami, who didn't look great, but whatever. Against Louisville, who's somehow ranked. Uh there you go. Two ranked oh teams God. playing each other. Those, um, those teams is that the new rankings? Those are two teams that are ranked. This must no other teams are playing. Must be. It must be. Uh, I don't know who. Louisiana's ranked. So yes, <laughs> these are the new rankings. <laughs> Louisiana's ranked nineteenth. This is wild. Oh my goodness. What? <laughs> what are the rankings? I gotta. Uh, I didn't realize. <laughs> They're back. <laughs> rankings. Oh my god. Where is it? The poll? What it has these rankings? It has to be the AP people. It is the AP people. Yeah, Louisiana nineteen, UCF fourteen. Okay, so it's literally just teams who have played. Appalachian <laughs> State ranked twenty, tied for twenty third with Kentucky. Congratulations, yeah. Kentucky! Amazing! Wow, this is great. I'm now more excited because the rankings are ridiculous. That's fantastic. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. This is going to be once the SEC starts playing. There's going to be all these records about. Uh, this is the most ranked SCC teams there's ever been. It's like, well, it's because you're playing football. Um, well, and I think it's it's one more week. Then I think week four we got to get to for SEC. I think once SEC's there, yeah, and we have kind of the full slate of what we're gonna get here, um, it'll feel a little bit better. Yeah, we'll get there. Notre Dame won their first conference game. Yeah. Congratulations. That was why I hate I was hate watching that. I forget. I always forget when it, Notre Dame's on NBC, it's just a home network. It's just like a home game. Yeah. And I always forget. And then the first game every year, it's you know, Notre Dame Network. And I'm like, oh that's right. And it's so annoying. <laughs> it always gets me. I don't know why. Um Yeah, that it was close. It was close for a while, and then Notre Dame ran away in the second half. Um Congratulations to them. Ugh. Their running back looked really good. Their running back looked really good. Their quarterback, not so good. Their running back looked really good. 
I don't remember his name. Williams? I don't know. It doesn't matter. All there right. you go. That's there our, that's our that's update on Notre Dame. <laughs> oh, there's the there's there's football. Um, yeah, Big Ten News, they had a meeting, and uh, nothing happened. Nice. So there's the update. Sounds like most meetings that I'm in. Yeah, no, exactly. But I, I feel like everyone's getting hyped up, like they're going to have a meeting, they're going to vote on it, and we're going to have football in October, and then just nothing happened. Yeah, there was like on the scroll, they were talking about how fall sports would essentially start almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, football would be happening in October. And then they they decided not to do anything. I don't know. I, what, it was, uh, was it Ohio State's coach or AD yeah, put out a, a statement or a letter or whatever? Yeah. And it was like Ryan Day. Or whatever. I don't want to say scathing, but it was kind of emblematic or mm, not emblematic symbolic one of those two words of the big ten's leadership in this <laughs> and how which we've we've talked about right um how they haven't explained themselves they haven't gotten buy-in from anybody and ohio state's pissed yeah which maybe maybe they should be i mean barry sounded pretty pissed when he put that statement out when it was first canceled um leadership has been terrible on this and i don't know why like you sit here and think like, hey, in this meeting, they're going to figure it out and everything's going to be f- on course. They don't seem like they have the capability to be on course right now. Yeah. So there's yeah. that. They're probably going to, they probably had a meeting about having another meeting. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, besides that, that's it. For NCAA. That's it. That's, college, that's NCAA football. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break, Marlon. Right. Great break. We're back. Casey, should we talk some uh, NBA? Are you okay with that? You know, I feel like the rest of this I don't even really want to talk about, but we'll, we'll do it. Just, it's our duty. No, uh, obviously, we'll start with, I guess I wrote this in the wrong order, but we'll start with, uh, I guess the writing was on the wall the last time we talked to Marla, but the Bucks did, in fact, duly get eliminated. Um, I mean, it went as we expected. We just, with Giannis didn't play. Uh, what was it, game six? Game five, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Bucks lose, get eliminated. Uh, the writing was on the wall, as we mentioned. I think now, I guess you just wait. If you're the Bucks, you give Giannis the super max. You give him all the money in the world and say, please sign here. And if he does, great. Then we'll figure it out. If he doesn't, you know, then I give up on basketball. That's, that's about where I'm at. Um, I think the bigger question, or I guess the question I've kind of been uh, asked the most is what you do with Coach Bud. Um, is he the coach for this team? Obviously, he has had the same success in Milwaukee that he had in Atlanta. Great, great regular seasons. Has a great system for that. Does not find any postseason success, and we've seen that now um, with Milwaukee. Uh, as well, and I, I guess I don't have the answer for that. I and I think the answer is whatever Giannis thinks. Yeah, I think his opinion is more important. Than what I think is the right course for the Bucks. Um, if Giannis wants Coach Bud to be the coach, he should be the coach. If Giannis wants somebody else, we should probably get somebody else. And that's kind of how it works in the NBA, I guess. Uh, but definitely how it works right now with the Bucks as they're kind of in this tenuous situation because. Things should go well, right? We should have Giannis for whatever the next couple years should make a lot of money and should be fine. But if he 
decides not to, then it's all in shambles and we got to move on from there. So that's the, I guess the, the, uh, we'll put the bow in the bucks now and look at the basketball still being played. Uh, apparently the Clippers and Nuggets played today, Marlo. I don't yeah. know if you noticed this. Yeah. Why they did that? I don't know. I don't know why they did an afternoon game in the middle of week one, but hey, they got to do what they got to do. And not only did it happen, but the Clippers are finding a way to slowly choke away the series. Yeah, it's going. It's going to game seven now. Yes, going to game seven. And Clippers won. Uh, we're up three one. Have given away the last. Felt like they've given away the last two games. Um, I don't. I don't really have an in depth analysis on this game because, as we mentioned, it was on during. It started at the same time as the first round of football games, which I get. They didn't want to go up against like Sunday night football. Yeah. And I guess they had to play the game at some time today, right? But it just seems so weird. It, it was, I checked in on a couple points, and the Clippers were up, and I just assumed they won, and then uh, came back, and oh, there was a 19-0 run by the Nuggets, and they actually won, which is a bit surprising. Clippers are finding a way to lose, and that this I think is concerning because if you're the Clippers, you have like your fallback is we have Kawhi when he needs the bucket, he gets the bucket, right? Yeah, that's what Kawhi does. He didn't do it in two games in a row. And now I got to start being worried. I still think they, they're favored. I think they should win game seven, right? But this shouldn't have gotten to a game seven. They should have put no. the Nuggets away when they had a chance. Uh, that said, I really, really like the Nuggets. Like, they're really fun. And I really like watching Jokic play. I really like watching Murray play. I really like that team. Uh, so I'm going to be rooting for them, not only because I'm cheering against LA teams, but because I really <laughs> like this Nuggets team. So that'll be what in two days on on Tuesday that game will be. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday against seven. Um, nice. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I really do like watching Murray play. He's been fun to watch in these playoffs. I I would be. It would be kind of wild if they did end up beating the Clippers in Game Seven. Um, but I just don't I don't know why. What is up? Yeah, I didn't obviously didn't watch this game either. I watched the other the game before fourth yeah. quarter collapse uh so to speak but they just just stopped playing if it was anything like that they just stopped playing basketball they were yeah just get up big and they're not looking for their shots and then they're not playing defense and it's just it's a weird side so but the thing is normally Kawhi then yeah gets to that you know uh, elbow and makes a makes a bucket and i if that's not happening that's their fourth quarter offense and they, they don't they don't have they clearly don't have another option where's the playoff p Playoff peak. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, it's so uh, I'm going to this game seven. I want the Nuggets win because they've been more fun and I just want to root against LA teams. But Lakers are looming, right? Lakers, gentlemen, swept the Rockets, which we can talk about in a second. Yeah. Um, but Lakers are looming. And if I'm looking at a team and my end goal is that I want the Lakers to lose, right? Do I want the Clippers to win because they have a better shot against the Lakers, or am I five-headed and overthinking this? You're overthinking it. All right, yeah. just root against the Clippers. Yeah, <laughs> root for the team I want to. I want to actually win the basketball game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, we'll do. We'll do. All right, let's talk about uh, the Lakers. Let's talk. LeBron's really good, yeah. and just so game one, uh, right of this series, Rockets came out pushed their pace, uh, made a lot of threes, and then game two on, Lakers and LeBron just controlled the pace, controlled the series. 
uh, slowed it down, half court offense. And when it got to that point, there's no way the Rockets were winning this series. Yeah, it got it. They Lakers gave away that first game, and then LeBron was like, just not having this anymore. Um, I mean, he he showed out in that first game, but I don't know if it's. <clears throat> I can't tell, but like LeBron is obviously playing at a, at a different level here, uh, his, pl- his his playoff level, and mm-hmm. bringing along um, Anthony Davis for the ride. Anthony Anthony Davis having pretty good games himself, uh, but. He, it's the uh, the other role players around those two that are that are that are starting to step up um, and then really make this LA team look dangerous. And I don't I don't want to see it, but I don't at this point. If they play like this, I don't see who's going to stop them uh, going for the championship. Yeah, and that, I, that was you mentioned the role players. That was what's frustrating for me watching this and kind of juxtaposed to the Bucks. Right, you have. Giannis and LeBron, I mean, at the the uh, focal point of the defensive focus, focal point of the focus. Great, great yeah. wording yep. there. Um, and then you have on the Bucks team, nobody really stepping up and doing that. But on the Lakers, you have Caruso, you have Rondo making threes, you have what did Morris hit like five in a row uh, in game two or three? I mean, like. LeBron finds ways to put players in positions for them to be successful, and they do well. <laughs> Giannis did that for the Bucks that they didn't. It was so frustrating. And it's these players who aren't not I mean, obviously they're good basketball players they're in the NBA, but Caruso should not be a crunch time guard in the NBA, but he is because LeBron's that good. It's so frustrating <laughs> watching it. Um and like Anthony Davis, you mentioned, he's been good, but he kind of he comes and goes. Yeah, right. I think it was game. Was it game five or game four? They were up like twelve points, and Anthony Davis hadn't scored yet. And I was like, how is this even possible? That you know they're they're doing this well without Anthony Davis scoring. But that's I guess what happens when you have, uh, I guess LeBron on your team or that that kind of when Anthony Davis can be the number two guy you're in a pretty good position. <laughs> and when he can come in, not coming in out of games, but like he doesn't, when he cannot produce and your team still wins, you're in a pretty good position. That's where the Lakers find themselves. And it's it's looking like it's their title to lose. I mean, especially I think with the Bucks out, that's, I guess, maybe a little bit personal, but, you know, um, and the Clippers struggling, uh, it, it looks like there's to lose, which is, which is, you know, from our standpoint, Marlo, very frustrating, so... Um, on the East, I guess we got yeah. Boston. They won in game. They won game seven. Um, just an absolute dogfight that series was. And I am. Um, uh, I guess all credit to Toronto for making that interesting. Because every time I watched the game, I thought, "How is Toronto even in this? <laughs> <laughs> how is how is Toronto winning? Or how is Boston not winning by more?" Um, I thought that every second I watched that series uh, and they got it to a very, very close game seven. That was a really, I, I don't necessarily want to say entertaining. It was a close was a series. Close series yeah. um, and I guess it's a, I think it's a, a credit to Toronto, a credit to Nick Nurse, credit to Kyle Lowry. Um, I think three years ago, you know, I, let's just say the last two years have really done a lot to change my viewpoint on Kyle Lowry. Um, a lot of that was because of Kawhi. 
but this year was because of Kyle Lowry. I still don't like him. I still <laughs> he's not my favorite player, but um after after this series, after this season, I respect the hell out of him. Uh I wish he would do a little bit less on the acting end, but you know, so be it. Um so I was, I was pretty impressed with him. So we got Boston versus Miami. Who beat the Bo- Oh yeah, Miami. Miami. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Boston Miami. Uh, who you got in that, Marlon? That should be interesting. I, I think that's a very good matchup. Um, I'd say it's a coin flip. Uh, so do you, do you? I, I guess what do you what do you think of that, Marlon? I, I know I didn't put this in the show notes, I, but who do you think is I coming? I can't out? believe that either <laughs> the Celtics or the Heat are going to be in the NBA Finals. That's whatever. Um, you know what? <laughs> if from what I from what I've seen, I think I think I'll ride with the Heat on this one. Not that, um, they're hot right now, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, I would just say that they're hot right now and they're playing the most complete basketball uh, compared to uh, compared to the Celtics. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I think uh, that the Heat, like they were a bad matchup for the Bucks, they're a bad matchup for the Celtics. You have Butler who can card uh, Tatum pretty well. Uh, and you have a lot of sh- you still have the shooters that we talked about with the Heat that we saw with the Heat in the Buck series, but I think the X factor is going to be Bam at a bio in this series because I don't think anybody on Boston can guard him. I think I don't even know what they're going to do because Tice or Tice is that his name? Uh, the the big man for um, Boston played a lot of minutes when they were small. I don't think he can guard Bam. I don't know if then you put Marcus Smart on him, but he's too Bam's too big for him. I think he's going to be the X factor along with the three point shooting, along with Jimmy Butler. But I don't like that matchup of Bam against anybody on the Celtics, so I'm going to ride with the Heat for that. Um, but it, I agree with you. I'm shocked that one of those two teams is going to be in the finals, and that makes the Western Conference Finals feel like a de facto championship. Agreed. Yep. Agreed with that. So I guess if it's the two LA teams, so there you go. Let's try and bait talk. Real quick, well, let's shift the baseball just to cover all the bases. See what I did there. Oh. Play on words. Yeah. Real quick, Brewers, uh, yuck. <laughs> uh, tuned in on for Saturday night, last night, to see Josh Hader blow a save, give up two home runs, a three run home run to uh, Jason Hayward, and then a follow up home run to Vargas was it? I don't, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, so they lost four to two on Hater's first blown save. He had given up three hits all season. He gave up three hits in that inning. Very frustrating. And then they got no hit today. Twelve zero. Fantastic. Your weekend in Brewers baseball. Your team was more successful, Marlon. Let's focus on that. Yeah, we uh, we can do that. Um, yeah, White Sox. Not a good trade if you're a Detroit fan. Chicago team is just beating up Detroit uh, all day <laughs> here. Take the three-game series from Detroit today in 2-5 yesterday, winning my two touchdowns. Um, yes, it's currently sitting a game in first place. So was looking through this, and it was brought to my attention by an article, but and you've brought it to attention a couple of times here that we've had a, a, a nice... a nice a nice pod here of playing not great teams, right? Detroit yep. and... Um, Kansas City. Got some Kansas City in there. Yeah. yeah, throw some Kansas City in there, sprinkle in um, ever the other teams. But anyways, near or less, uh, you know, right now, sitting sitting at 30 and 16. Wow. When coming up, we 
the, the White Sox schedule gets a little bit tougher this uh, this coming week with the Reds and and Cleveland. Yeah, um, the next two series. So, kind of got to figure out. If we, oh, sorry, the Twins and the Reds. Excuse me, the Twins and the Reds. Um, we got to figure out what it, it, you know. Is this a good team? Is are we or are the White Sox just beating up on on crappy teams and really just a middle of a road team that happens to take advantage of these teams? Right? They've been. Yeah. The offense has been explosive as of lately, and I've uh, been riding some good left-handed pitcher pitching. Um, so, you know, I, th- I think this week is going to tell a lot of what they're going to look like going into the playoffs uh, at the end of this month. Interesting. Thirty sixteen. Wow, that's. I mean, yeah. right now you're just looking at. You're. I think you're at the point where you're just looking at the schedule and you're like, just go five hundred, and, yeah. and we're golden. Agreed. You know, just go five hundred the rest of the way. Yeah. And there you go. Um, yeah, sounds like you're you're in pretty good position. I don't know how good the Reds are. Um, it, it seems on paper, I just think that they're like the Brewers in this regard. Like I look at the paper, uh, I don't know, maybe it's not accurate, but I look on paper and I'm like, oh, they should be, be pretty good. And it's like, oh, they're five games under 500. <laughs> um, but it depend depending on their starting pitcher. Uh, you know, I think uh, they can be as good as as any team, and uh, obviously we talked about the Twins before. Uh, did you see? I guess interesting baseball stat I saw was the Rays started nine left-handed hitters against the Red Sox earlier this week. Oh, that was pretty. Wow. Crazy. I did not see that. I don't. I don't know how you have the left-handed depth to be able to do that, <laughs> and I almost feel like they did it just to do it because. <laughs> Like, hey, cl- look at clearly at one of those positions, it would have been wiser to start a right-handed hitter unless you were just doing it to prove a point. Um, and maybe they were. Boston's terrible this year, so maybe they're just like, whatever. Well, maybe they just all hit from the left side and just like, today we're all going to be left-handed hitters. And, and even if they were right-handed, they just hit from the left side. Maybe that's what it was. Um, did you see that there was... Uh, so the Astros are playing in... Uh, LA right now and there were people standing outside like the entrance where the players and stuff drive up in and they had like you know trash cans and stuff and they were you know banging them in trying to I, I don't know pro, protest isn't the right word <laughs> given what's going on yeah <laughs> they were making a scene of yeah. wearing Dodgers stuff and, and talking about um, uh, the Astros cheating and it made me miss the fact that we don't get to do the full we hate the Astros thing real miss that because we we had a we had a we had a little little moment of it that uh, granted looked ridiculous but uh it was it was great and are they playing now did it already happen surely it's, it's over it's well they won eight to one wow i thought that was oh it's late marlo it is late it that is. makes sense okay it is my bad my bad <laughs> <laughs> All right. All that right. it for baseball talk? <laughs> That's it for baseball talk. All right. All right. Well, then we got to get to America's favorite segment here, Casey's Corner Kick. All right, Marla. Really quick one. Very interesting game at Anfield. Liverpool defending Premier League champions face off against Leeds United defending championship team. So they just got promoted. They... Uh, I guess put up a fight against Liverpool. Liverpool won four to three. Uh, Liverpool needing two penalties uh, within that, converted by Mo Salah uh, to to get the win. Um, it was a game in which they should have won. They were the better team, but had some absolutely catastrophic 
lapses on defense that resulted in three leads goals. Uh, I guess I shouldn't give all the goals to um, catch off defending. I think only two of them were. Um, but Leeds is a very interesting team, Marlowe. They were kind of a a prominent team in like the 70s and 80s. They've been down in the championship for a long time. They just came back up. It was a big deal. Um, a tough way to lose uh, a game in which they, they probably should have felt they deserved better, but will be a very fun team to watch going forward. They seem like a very uh, capable team. Uh, of playing attacking soccer. So that was really interesting to watch uh, and very nervy as a Liverpool fan to see them hold on to that. Match of the week, uh, as I talked about last week, uh, Everton, new look Everton, one Tottenham Hotspur, zero. Uh, Mourinho continues to struggle with Tottenham. They continue to not be able to produce goals. That's a, a good win for Everton, a bad loss for Tottenham. In uh, that next week, Marlo, game of the week we got. It's the team, only one I'm going to talk about here, uh, Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, that will be on Sunday. Uh, it will be a good test for Liverpool, and we'll see Chelsea's new attacking options. Uh, I think Pulisic is going to be back from injury. Uh, they spent a lot of money getting Timo Werner uh, and some other uh, attacking players, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Chelsea looks against uh, what looked like, as I mentioned, very nervy Liverpool back line. Uh, in other news, uh, let's talk a little bit about Neymar Marlowe, your boy Neymar. He left Nike after 15 years. Not like he was employed with Nike, you know, with sponsorship. Um, it's like he, he turned in his punch card, and he's like, Nike, I quit. Um, and he joined Puma because he said that the, the king needs to make his own legacy or something ridiculous. Uh, and then his team, PSG, uh, did he play? He might not have played. No, he played because he got sent off. Uh, there was a near, there was a brawl <laughs> in the game. <laughs> they lost to Marseille, which is, uh, for what it's worth, I think this kind of traditionally second best club in in, or I guess if you want to be real specific about it, traditionally the best club in French soccer, PSG being only recently good um, in soccer terms. Um, they lost zero to one in, and there was a, a fiery brawl at the end of it. So that was very interesting. Go check out those videos. It is, you know, I guess what would you expect a soccer brawl to be? Not a real brawl. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of shoving, a lot of, you know, chest to chest type things. Pretty, pretty fun. Um, that's it for the Corona kick. Well, that's, that's all that I got. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. There it is. The core kick. All right, do we have we got in the show with throw-ins? Any throw-ins this week? Um, my adopted hockey teams that are warm weather teams are winning. Mm, that's right. Dallas won again uh, yesterday, and Tampa won again today, um, defeating the island, the uh, Golden Knights and Islanders respectively. Uh, so we'll continue to cheer on those warm weather teams. I'm bucking the trend, Marlo. I'm bucking the trend and going with those teams. Uh, that was that was NHL. There it is. Um, do I have any thrones? I don't think I have any this week. Shoot, I need to do my homework. I felt like we were too focused on the big things. Yeah, as the as the runtime of this show will tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were we were focused on on the big things and, and getting that in, so that was where our attention was, and maybe some things. Uh, I think the U.S. Open happened. Oh yeah, U.S. Open happened. Yeah, but I don't know who won. Um, 
I don't know on the women's side. Uh, is it Osaka won on the women's side? Yes. I did see that. So, cool. Yeah. So awesome. congratulations to her. Um, I didn't watch the final, but I like followed along, right? Like, like it was like the game cast or whatever. Like I, I was following along that uh, with that. She lost the first set and won the last two. There's so much about tennis. I don't understand <laughs> when, I, when I watch it. I'm just like, how can it turn so much? Um, I don't know if you think I'll think that's all. That's all I had for. Uh, oh, Badger's got a five star. Oh, yeah. Offensive line recruit. Cool. That was fun. That was yeah, exciting. That was exciting. He announced it on what I assume was a TikTok video, and I felt old. So that was fun. Graham Mertz, not happy he wasn't playing. He tweeted out with a sad face emoji. Just the, that's it. That was his tweet on Saturday yeah. morning. I would imagine that it is very challenging for Big Ten, Pac-12, anybody who wasn't playing to sit and watch other conferences play. I imagine that that is as a what a 19 to 23 year old doing the thing that you've done since you can remember and then you can't and you watch other people do it i think that would be very very frustrating all right i can understand i can understand the sad face emoji yeah sad face emoji all right well that's it this is the throw-ins week one in the books football's back can't wait for week two <laughs> as always guys you can find us on twitter at 132 breeze oh throw in go vote <laughs> jesus go vote wisconsin podcast association finalist put oh, the the link it's like marlo the election is not for in weeks the new, <laughs> yeah, in the new i'll put them in the new, in the notes but the uh Finalist in the Wisconsin Podcast Association for Best Sports Podcast and Best New Podcast. Boom. We so, talk about those. Yeah, we do that. Best New Podcast. I think we can, if we, we just keep nominating ourselves for Best New Podcast, they won't remember. They won't remember. <laughs> yeah, we, just keep <laughs> we, just, we just keep trying. We're going to get one of these. Eventually, we'll get it. Yeah. We'll get it. All right. Well, that's it for me, Casey. You got any last words? Maybe we can make. Like a comeback podcast of the year, oh, and then yeah. we can constantly nominate ourselves for that. That would be good. That'd be that'd be great. I don't know how you become a comeback podcast, but we could do it. I think we would we would define it however however we want so that we could win. All right, that's all I got, Marlo. Until next time, fellow fans. I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>